Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Spilling trade rumor talk. Yeah. I, I can't believe we weren't met with, um, you know, GTFO. That ain't happening. Talk about something else. Uh, you know, talk about Gimmel. Talk about the new yeah. schedule. No, everybody yeah, wants to talk about Leon Dreisaitl. Let's talk Gemmel on the fourth line. Woo! <laughs> well, it is still exciting. But um, you know, before we get into all that, Matt's, uh, we, you know, we always have our... Uh, little bits of business to take care of and it, it's been a while since i've shared this so let me let me pull this up here for all the youtube um viewers that's right the shop mike all the prices are finally fixed you can head on over hey! discussion.com oh. click on the shop button on the home page of bodpodcast.com discussion.com mike i'm wearing these pants right now this is actually wow. there's a webcam this is actually me Right now, yeah. That was, uh, I liked, uh, you know, when you let me take those photos of you for the website, you looked really good. <laughs> yeah, I looked really hot. Uh, yeah. Our new logo, up, uh, the Red Wings Rant logo, I'm a huge fan of. Mike, I got to say, this new zip hoodie with the, time, you know, the little Red Wings Rant on the uh, on the chest pocket there, um, yeah. or where there would be a pocket. I don't know how to describe that. Uh, that's pretty us. hot. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is my all-time favorite shirt, Mike. I accidentally put the white logo down and forgot oh, to remove the man. white t-shirt so you can get this in any color but uh look at this guy going uh 2012 miami heat the white on white <laughs> and uh nice. we got the there's there's the actual the white on red um yeah, you got a little thing. font that gets us this close to a lawsuit i love it <laughs> i've been waiting for it so uh i will say uh teespring sent me the uh uh the warning and then they were like no, no. The warning is you actually described your T-shirt as a Detroit Red Wings T-shirt. You can't do that. And I said, what about the logo? And they're like, yeah, logo's fine. It doesn't matter. It's the font. <laughs> I paid gotcha. for the font. 
I get to use the font. Bingo, bingo. Just like I that. like it. All right. Um. So yeah, go to bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. You can find all of our Red Wings rant stuff. Matt's drinking out of his Red Wings rant mug. He's got a little bit of hot cocoa Ooh. mixed with bourbon. He's I'm, wearing his Red Wings rant T-shirt. Oh, wrong way. Hey, I'm drinking out of a uh, friend of the show, Matt, uh, Cherry Dr. Pepper. And uh, my shirt has a big yellow duck on it. Okay. Everybody's really proud of you. Yeah, and I have a matching hat. Yellow. <laughs> um, well, are we going to open up with, to... uh, with the trade talk here? Um, we gotta get. Let's get the easy stuff out of the way. Um, okay. First things first. Uh, shout out Silver and uh, Tristan here. Uh, two of Mike over over the course of the last uh, few months have both received a tershirt, tershirt, a t-shirt on uh, different occasions. A turd shirt. Sorry yeah. guys, it was it was not made out of turds. It's an actual t-shirt. Um, going over Mike, their Leon Dreisaitl trade proposals. Thank you so oh. much, guys. Um, yeah. shout out Fethdars around. Hey, that's Matt my dude. Chewy Nichols, he's back. I got. I think the, chew, the Chewy's new, right? It was just yeah. Like, he's mixing it up. He's got a new nickname this week. Yeah, let's. let's you want to call you Matt or Chewy? Every, I'm calling him Chewy. Up, yeah, let's call him Chewy. Mix that up yeah. every week. Uh, <laughs> Tristan says uh, the white on white is overpriced. Tristan also ladies cut. So uh, that that's uh, that's for the ladies in your life for Valentine's Day. That's what that's for. You know what? Well, um, I'm comfortable with myself. I'll wear a lady's white on white. I don't care. <laughs> Tristan, me and you, bud. Yeah. Some might see me from a distance and see the hips and wonder, should he be wearing a lady's he, cut? He um, looked great in white on white. I, I have, yeah, I've got some pretty shapely hips. I'll, uh, Mike knows. Nobody nobody else knows. Matt's always got the camera from... It's true. <laughs> There's a All lot right. of gesturing and posturing but right beneath that camera view line. You guys wish you could see it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a it looks like an ostrich having a stretch well i said let's get the easy stuff out of the way mike we got our schedule updates um, oh thank god so we want more 2022 regular season look, red wing games yes this is this yes is, this is where the conversation starts because we have two fans that are talking at fans uh <laughs> tristan oh yeah mikey boy <laughs> <laughs> um the, the important reminders here, folks, remember to check your seat geeks, check your StubHub accounts for these games, because these are going to be cheap AF, I guarantee it. You Valentine's Day was added, Mike. There's a key key date. Go ahead. We were being tongue-in-cheek about this, but this is actually kind of important because this is potentially, what, one, two, three, uh, well... Maybe a potential for a few more of them to actually have a little uh, Verona action, Matt. Because let's, you know, we're moving a couple into March, April. Um, well, Max has no, made the uh, comment that he thinks Verona is going to be back in February. So, oh, Boltman. Yeah, Max Boltman. Sorry, Max. You know, first name basis. He friend of the sh- yeah, friend of the yeah, show. Friend of the yeah. show. <clears throat> oh, Matt. Um, Matt does say everyone calls me Chewy. Uh, I. Th- he said he tried to explain it the last live, and I think we didn't understand. <laughs> oh, I like how we put the whole uh, like uh, like deviation from yeah. how it got to where it's at. Yeah, where it's at. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, my friends were never that creative. Um, I remember in uh, elementary. Bro, school, your last name's Clink. We're gonna call you Clink. Yeah, that's how it's still no, happening at, at work. You guys, my 
They already called my brother that. No, now you're both clink. <laughs> okay. Great guy. Goodbye, Great. identity. But yeah, anyway. Um, now, I wanted to point out, Mike, I thought this was pretty screwed up. We have our, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you have your original date and rescheduled date. Um, if you guys check out, you know, it's, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably have already seen these updated dates. Uh, but yeah, go to at Detroit Red Wings on Twitter. It's, it's all over NHL.com, what have you. Uh, so I'm only going to pick out one here. I already mentioned that, uh, Valentine's day is up. So if you guys, uh, oh wait, that's in Minnesota. So yeah, you can't, you can't go see it if, uh, you're in Detroit, but any hoozles, what I wanted to point out, Mike, what I didn't like is that. The Toronto game, Detroit at Toronto, was supposed to be February 26th, right? They moved it to April 26th. And the Toronto at Detroit was supposed to be April 26th and was moved to February 26th. Now, for all the Red Wings fans here, I know you guys will be on board. There certainly is a bias. I'd like, I, I've noticed <laughs> in my time as a hockey fan, a bias uh, in favor of Toronto. Mike, did they not do this? Make the old switcheroo so that Toronto can have a home game at the end of the season to try and lock up whatever playoff spot they're trying to lock up? Tell me, am I the only one that noticed that? Because I thought it was pretty screwed up. I absolutely, 1,000% believe that's what we're looking at here. See, I think you're 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 looking at this as a glass half empty. You know, by that time, maybe maybe Rona will be over. Uh, maybe Canada will relax a little bit on the restrictions, and Bertuzzi can play in April. That's what that's what those schedule makers are hoping for—a little twos action. Um, I mean, hopefully, but that's what I saw. I, I tell you, I was pretty angry. I, not really angry, like oh, the Red Wings should have had that you know home game in April. Like we don't need it. But just because I could feel the bias and that move, and they'd make some excuse about, you know, travel or something like that needed to happen. Yeah. But I guarantee, I guarantee my conspiracy theory is correct. That's why they did it. All right. I think we're right, good on this. On. Nobody cares. Yeah. No. <laughs> Especially Mike. They want to talk dry cycle. What's next, Matt? Um, well, oh, Gamble's well. coming over. Not quite dry sidle, but the Red Wings did make a move. Uh, yeah, Gamble Smith, Giovanni Smith's brother, 27 years old. Oh, I should have made that smaller. Uh, five foot 11, 194 pounds. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're looking at the last few years here. If you guys are uh, listening to the podcast, you've got some games uh, playing for the Stars, uh, played for Tampa a couple of times. He got to like raise the cup. Pretty good for Gemmel there. I saw that picture online today that he was skating around with the cup with his total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games over two years with Tampa. One of those times got to end it where uh, holding up the cup. So good, good for him. You know, that's how you got to do it sometimes. So I know um, a lot of teams, like when they make transactions, yeah. um, I, I don't feel like they necessarily go through the entire Rolodex of the rest of the league. Um, being in Detroit, I feel like we've seen that with, you know, like the Tigers seem to make trades with the same teams. Um, the Pistons make acquisitions with, you know, same teams. Lions definitely do that when there's a new regime. You know, they'll, they hire a Rams guy. Suddenly they bring in all these former Rams. Or they were a Patriots team. They bring in all these former Patriots. So this, uh, you know, not a huge shock. Uh, you know, a, a, a guy, a Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, coming I, I will over, argue. But, 
I'll argue against that because it, he is he was drafted by Dallas. He didn't come over to Tampa. But we weren't interested he... until he was a Lightning. <laughs> Maybe that's true. So um, I guess my question is, yeah. why? I'm going to say first and foremost that there's a familiarity with Giovanni Smith. <laughs> so that's probably where the conversation started, to be completely honest. Um, number two, Mike, I, I think there might be a possibility we see maybe maybe some payback this Friday against Dallas. Maybe Jamie Benn's going to have uh, have to answer for some shenanigans from last so season. You're saying there's some uh, there's some receipts uh, that Gemmel is going to be helping us out with. Issued, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not against the move. I, you know, he's definitely scored a lot more in the minors than he has, you know, playing in the show. But um, Matt, are you familiar with his work? What kind of is he? Kind of similar to, to to Giovanni, who I affectionately call the five minute major man. Um, well, what do we got here? We have our penalty minutes there, uh, that you can, you know, you're not really going to gather too much from uh, those NHL games because they are, you know, small in sample. But I think if you're looking at like what we see here, a minute per game, at least, or actually, no, that second stint with Tampa Bay, that's 11 minutes in five games. So, you know, there's a good minor penalty per game there. Uh, playing with the crunch, uh, again, 50 minutes in 50 games, uh, maybe his best season, Providence Bruins in the AHL, 32 penalty minutes in 47 games. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's getting his fair share there. Maybe more than his fair share is what I mean to say, but compared to his brother, his fair share of penalties. Um, yeah, this is, this is certainly low risk. This, uh, I think most of the conversation just turns into fun, like, what do we have to do to get Giovanni and Gemmel on the same line? And what are they going to do in regards to messing people up? Right. Mm. Was it the bang bros or the bash bros in the mighty ducks? Cause that's what I'm, I that's think, what I'm waiting for. I think bang bros is a gentleman's website, which <laughs> I would definitely have your adult <laughs> adult I mean, search settings on. If you're going to look that up. Um, I, I wasn't thinking that. So I'm proud of myself. The uh, Bash Brothers, the Bash Brothers is from the Mighty Ducks. So guys, be warned. Don't look up Bang Bros or look up Bang Bros. Let me Google Bash Brothers. Okay. Make sure you do that on somebody else's phone. (laughs) Let me pull up my work laptop real quick. (laughs) Tristan's got it, Bash Bros. Um, Yeah, we've got the gifts and everything coming up. Okay. Uh, So yeah, be be careful with the Bang Bros searches there, guys. Um, Not on your work laptop. Uh, Silver pointing out, Nil is Dallas's GM though. Um, uh, it's so confusing though because we're talking about like we're talking a team ago, you know, not including the AHL stints. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not ready to play that game. I th- I think first and foremost we're talking a, a brother relationship here. That's why Gemmel was picked up. They would so probably we, deny that. Do you that. think that we are picking him up to kind of help flesh out the? God, I don't even know if it's possible. Like, flesh out our our um, Griffins or give them a cameo um, on the fourth line. I, I don't know. I This is not a move to, like, now this team is complete. Now this team has improved. This, is, <laughs> this isn't that kind of move to me. I don't know. That's where I landed with the brother thing. I, uh, I can't really pull too much out of this because uh, it is possible that, you know, we're going to flip some guys, but then um, 
you know, he's going to have to get sent down and is he just going to get picked back up again? So is he got one game to play with Giovanni and then he's heading back to Tampa or something like that? Um, I'm not really too familiar with um, the waiver wire. If we're going to send somebody down, what does Tampa get a shot at him again? Um, I know how it works in fantasy. Any who's there's not that much I want to dissect from it because I'm not, you know, it's understandable. I know nobody, we're almost at, nobody's we're almost at, at the dry cycle conversation. So it's hard to, give these as much uh cream but right but. i mean who's looking at this and going cool now now we locked up that fourth line that's the fun it's a fun thing to say but it's not like a it's not a strategy it's not a i yeah. could be completely wrong they could come together we'll find out that that's all giovanni needed we're gonna have a fourth line that not only can bang you oh wait bash you sorry i got bang bro stuck on the mind that can bash you uh but uh we'll also put pucks in net not you know we'll find out Maybe he doesn't even dress. It's just one of those things. We'll 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 see. I yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah I'm All pumped right. for his I'm pumped for his cameo. I'm just, you know, it's it's not a dry cycle acquisition. Yeah. Um Mike, we also beat the Sabres. Again. Another topic you don't We got their about. number. <laughs> just like the rest um, of the NHL. I know. Yeah, Fethdar's with me. It's no coincidence that his brothers in the organization. See? There we go. That's that's the long and short of it. I gotta believe that. I, I can't believe that Steve was like, "Get him!" <laughs> uh, yeah, we beat the Sabers uh, in OT. Uh, the fun thing here, Mike, I, this was a second straight game. Clearly, you know it's the Sabers, so a lot of teams do this, right? They they dominate from a chance and uh, possession perspective. Which, uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see the numbers. Uh, I do have to blow it up here for all the podcast listeners, but I mean, we are talking 61%, almost 62% and expected goals for percentage. Um, and then uh, in regards to possession, 60, again, almost 62%, uh, Corsi four percentage, uh, 60% Fenwick. So there, there's your numbers of just getting attempts at the net. So from a five on five perspective, domination game was close. I mean, the Red Wings, you know, we're playing on the road. We just, we just don't like it. Um, do we want to see any highlights or you guys just want to move on and talk about uh, it? No, I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't know if we need to see the highlights. It was, it, I think it's just another, uh, Wait, you know, while you're not, talking, another I, can, I can pull it up. We never do this. We, I well, never let you talk while I pull up a highlight, but no, it's just a, it's another notch in the most 500 team of all time, uh, where we continue to, you know, do, do pretty well against, you know, uh, teams that are like clearly not as talented as us. So it's, I think that's one real positive to take out of this is that the Red Wings do kind of seem to, you know, take a little joy in playing the the crap of the league um, and just beating the, you know, the hoozy what's that's out of them. Um, but yeah, Larkin, yeah, he, you know, again, another, another, another example here of, you know, what Larkin looks like when he's healthy. Again, compliments oh to Darren Yeah, thanks, Darren, um, for that one. Yeah, Timmy, what's up, Timmy, throughout our the All Star, too. OT highlight. <laughs> Yeah, our all-star, too. Uh, what's going on, Timmy? I, I, I see we got an earlier message here of what's going on. Um, Timmy. Yeah, you know, this is one of those two, like, those overtime goals. Uh, it's more fun to say, like, wow, oh, shoot, we're going to get, now we're going to get this video pulled. <laughs> I played it three times. Um, it's one of those things, like, if we're seeing a cider goal or we're seeing a Lucas Raymond goal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we get to dissect like, oh, my God, we get to see this guy and his moves uh, making choices on, on uh, when they're going to accelerate and uh, when are they making the move to get around the defender. We see how smart they are as rookies. This is just classic Dylan Larkin. Um, this is something at least we get to look at this and go, 
Dylan's having the best season of his career. Easy peasy, one, two, three, easy. Right? Like, who, who's coming up with an argument about that? Um, I, I don't think there's much of an argument to be made. Right. So uh, that that's the fun part of this. Um, I, I watched it, and I, I just remember, well, there was nobody watching it with me, but I just remember looking up in the air going, God damn. Like, I was just so happy for Dylan. This is one of those things, like, uh, you could celebrate a guy having his career uh, year because we know all the struggles he's had to go through, both personally, we know from his own game he's had some struggles, we've had injuries, and this team has done nothing to bring joy to his life, and now he's got a team that's above 500. Uh, so it's all, it's all feeling pretty good. Um, but, Mike, there is still one more thing to dissect, I promise. We'll get to Damn the panel in a minute. Okay. Mike, over these last couple of games, so if you if you wind yes. the clock back to uh, January 15th, so that was, um, I don't know, that's where this table came from. I can't remember what day we actually played the Sabres, but any hoozles. Let's, let's go back to the last two games. Uh, you can actually organize all the forwards, and uh, the Red Wings have that second line uh, up in the top 20. Uh, all three boys. Um, now, I highlighted Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi here because they actually... Uh, walk away with our two highest goals for per 60 scores. But I organized this table for everybody watching on YouTube by expected goals for percentage. And we talked a lot in the last episode about uh, most of that December and half of January at that point. Everybody was under 50% for expected goals for percentage. And that's important for anybody not familiar with uh, the expected goals for percentage. Because you're basically measuring what are the chances you're putting on net and what is your opponent putting on net. So if you're under 50%, your opponent's doing better. And if your entire team, not just like a team score, every individual player was under 50%, not good. So Jeff made a couple of moves, granted, against the Sabres. Mike? We got Mark Stahl at the top of this list at eight, almost 85% expected goals for over those two games. But again, at the top 85, of the list, you know what? 85, let's call it 100. Yeah, 100% for Mark Stahl. But uh, yeah. Hughes, Tyler, and Robbie Fabry, when measuring forwards, are right at the top of the league. Um, and it's just, it's, it, it's perfect, right? This this Guelph Storm line really has a ton of chemistry. And the, and the only thing going against it so far, I will say, like we saw Dylan Larkin come in with a goal, uh, kind of playing the Pew Suter role as he stormed in, uh, if I may say stormed in. Uh, and, and Robbie Fabry found Larkin out front. Um, and that's how that line scored in uh, the second game out of two against Buffalo. But, um, you know, Pew's has gotten quite a few chances that he's – Missed all of them. You can actually see his actual goals for per 60 over this period is zero compared to the 4.28 that Tyler Bertuzzi's carrying right now, if you guys are looking at the table. So that's his actual goals for is zero. So that means uh, while Puse has been on the ice, no goals have gone in, despite that second line being one of the strongest in the NHL this uh, last week. Um, that's no reason to kick Puse off the line. I think there's still a ton of chemistry building. Uh, and clearly, it, I think the important thing here looks to be Tyler and Fabry playing together. But Puse has had some rough breaks. I think uh, a couple of times they gave him passes right out in front of the net, and he just slammed the puck right into the goaltender. So not much you can do about that. But he'll come around. Like, this isn't uh, just like 
I don't know, just like getting more chances than your opponent. I mean, these all look like great chances that this line was putting together. I, I just think it's it has to be shouted out. Um, no, like- I think it's important for you to bring it up because um, it's a theme that we've repeated uh, quite a few of our episodes where it's not like these guys, you know, when we're not, you know, in the, the top tier of the NHL, it's not like they're devoid of talent. They're, it's just that some of them are being asked to do things that they probably shouldn't have to do when you're a, you know, a, a, an upper echelon playoff team. So like, you know, Puse, Fabry, and not really Bertuzzi. He's just, you know, kind of hanging out there to, you know, play the, the Blaschel Boggle, as we've affectionately come to call it. Like Puse, Fabry, and, you know, kind of looking at you, Zadina. Once those guys are to the point where they're, their third liners, I think that's where this team gets really good, right? Yeah. That's where, you know, Verona is back, so everybody can kind of, like, reshuffle down oh, the pecking order a little bit. I know what you're doing. And then, uh, you know, maybe you get that upper echelon center, Matt. Now, I'm not saying it has to be dry sale, but we are going to bring it up because this is crazy. It's, you know, potentially something to even talk about, and because he's so well, good, you have to bring it up. But, Matt, even if it's not him, even if it's not him, we have another big off season coming up. Um, I know Tristan has talked about it. You can't wait for this season to be over. Me neither. I can't wait for this off season. I can't wait for this trade season first and then this off season, but you know, um, but yeah, I mean, you can see where basically two pieces, which obviously are very tough pieces to get, you know, a, a top six center and, you know, a healthy Verona, um, at least for right now, it, it's going to make a world of difference, Matt. So at the, these games, seeing these guys perform, it you know it pours a little of that Red Wing Kool Aid into the veins that you know this is not this is not hopeless. This is something that you know we're definitely progressing forward. So it's it's something to be positive about. Well, I got to throw out there, uh, we got some good comments. Muffin Man Brand, I love the logo. I love the name. <laughs> Throws out. There. I don't know what I love more. I love both First of those. Line. Yeah, look at the little smile on that cute little muffin. He's so happy. Yeah. Uh, First line levels, of course, talking about. Uh, Puse, uh, Bertuzzi, and Fabry. Um, our boy Performance Art made it. It's a little late to the party. Ciao. Uh, I do like this comment Tristan threw out there. If Holland was running this team, he'd see those Mark Stahl stats, sign him for five years at five million, million and tout him as an EK65 in his prime. <laughs> um, where are we going? Uh, Joey, are you, if he played all 82 games, he'd be on pace for 42 goals. Is this a follow-up comment to your Larkin has officially reached elite levels? It, it seems like those two add up. Yeah, he's definitely on that pace. Um, you know, definitely on pace to hit, you know, new career highs for him and, uh, be that elusive point of game guy. Um, looks like he's, 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 he's going to do it. It looks like he's going to do it. Uh, Tristan threw it out there. This is, uh, Maybe we'll figure this into the next conversation, but uh, he doesn't see Fabry signing uh, making sense for the future of this team. It's a high price tag for what he brings as being a one-dimensional offensive player. I, I will say I looked up his uh, evolving uh, hockey mm-hmm. wrap-em chart today. Um, there's a lot of red. It goes deep into the red. Robbie Fabry does not test out as a positive player in any way, shape, or form. Um, there's way too much he's giving up and it's not even like the offense that comes into play is, is doing spectacularly. So that's from an analytics perspective, but clearly from a Blashill perspective, he's doing great. Hello, we're on. 
to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, which we can say. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 to get 280 in free bets. And your team does have to win. But just remember, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action for this divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager. Required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Chewy, next year's going to be awesome. How are we going to make it awesome, Mike? Well, Muffin Man Brand brings up, watching Holland destroy the Oilers makes me happy just because it's not happening to us anymore. Well, Mike... Holland might be bringing something over to us, as you've been hinting at all episode. Um, and I'm sorry for making you wait. I'm sorry for so, making fans wait. No, you're fine. Yeah, um, Matt, can you? Because um, I think you. Yeah, thank you. That's that's exactly what I was going to ask about, and it's the whole genesis of this conversation. Um, that this this very uncomfortable interview. If you are part of the uh, Oilers management team, like, oh God, what's about to happen to us? Right, and we're we're what we're setting up here is the Leon Dreisaitl conference press conference, and uh, Jim Matheson, who's been labeled across many channels as a Hall of Fame reporter. Um, I don't know who's. I mean, we can talk about this when this is done, and then we can get it in the Dreisaitl conversation. But this is this is league news, Mike. This is sports news. So we we can just touch on this and give our opinions uh, right before we start trading for Dreisaitl. <laughs> we'll talk about why. Yeah, like you said, the genesis of this, um, why we think this could mean tries on the trade block. But um, yeah, I got it pulled up here, right? We should listen to it. Uh, let me know, Mike, right away, as always, if you cannot hear it, because that means nobody else can. Lots of reasons for why oh, the owners are... Screwed it up. It's oh, it was working. Oh, could you hear that? Yeah. Playing the way they are in terms of winning and losing. What do you think is the number one reason for the losses now is there is there one thing that you in your own mind you're saying we got to get better at that yeah we have we have to get better at everything would you like to expand on that no nope. <laughs> you can do that you know everything why are you so pissy leon hmm? why are you so pissy i'm not i'm just I, answering your yeah question. you are whenever i ask you a question i gave you an answer not very good one. Okay. I have one more for you. Leon, you show your frustration on the ice last game against Ottawa. Is that a good thing when you show it so the other team knows you're frustrated? Yeah, it's a great thing for sure. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of reasons for why. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what an awkward moment there. Yeah, Joey uh, for tossing free dry side. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what an unprofessional Christian, question, though. Why are you being Christian, pissy? Come on, yeah, man. isn't that like uh, what I tweeted out? And I, I was actually pretty happy because I never see that stuff when it first comes out, and I'm always like giving my opinion hours later. So I saw that live, <clears throat> and I said, um, I mean, clear, clearly unprofessional, but. I mean, isn't Jim being a little pissy there himself? <laughs> like, yeah, that, that journalist was, yeah, it's Jim, really rough. Jim Matheson, yeah, uh, been yeah. around, he's like 70, I think, or 74, or something like that. Tristan threw it out there that George Larocque also came out and made some pretty sickening info, uh, and put out some uh, sickening info on that, uh, on Jim Matheson. Silver thrown out there, uh, he made it personal, completely unprofessional. Um <laughs> Tristan, yeah. Tristan wants me to pull up the McKinnon interview from last year's playoffs. I see. I had I had the dry side ready to go, and you guys saw how long that took me to get ready. So <laughs> if I gotta start researching, no, don't worry about that. We'll we'll stick with this one. But um, yeah, if I if I may, um, this this is something from a journalist perspective. I saw somebody arguing like you know. Um, a journalist has to do what they've got to do to get an answer. And my reply to that guy on Twitter was, you honestly think that the best thing that journalists could have done was insult Dreisaitl to try and get an answer out of him when he was already being short with him? Like, Dreisaitl's being short with Jim, so clearly you should insult him to try and get an answer. It's like, no. If anything... This guy's job, and I get it. A lot of people said, you know, part of their job isn't just playing hockey. It's to talk to the media. Fine. But also, he's a human being. And, like, if I'm managing a team, uh, and I mean, like, a team at my at my job, not managing a hockey team. If right. I'm managing a team and I can see that somebody's pissed off, is your first inclination for anybody? Do you poke the bear? Or do you, like, lay off? So I think this out, like if so it wouldn't be Jim's job to make Leon Dreisaitl feel better, but right. it is not any journalist's job to poke the bear and make it worse. No, it's not. But I think what's probably going on is it sounded like Matheson is is kind of run into this before, you know, yeah. quite a few times with Dreisaitl. So this was just kind of you know we see, you know, much like in a hockey game, you end up seeing the penalty. You don't see like the back and forth that was happening on the first and second shifts in the first period when guys were chirping with each other and being a little too rough. Um, so you just, you know, you end up seeing the penalty at the, you know, second period or something like that. So yeah. we're kind of jumping in at the end of this story where dry cycles, you know, getting pretty frustrated. And, you know, this journalist is also pretty freshly frustrated, but I think for our purposes, the reason that we bring this up is, um, like, it sounds like dry cycles kind of, kind of fed up with this, this Edmonton, scenario and that's where we kind of have this this dream where my god what if he's actually on the board what if he's what if he demands a trade mm -hmm. um you know we're kind of in this magical era of you know player empowerment where these these guys finally feel brave enough to you know say i don't want to play here anymore you can't make me right uh, go ahead and find me i'd rather be fined than you know play for your shitty team your shitty organization um, and I'm going to just say before you get into it, Matt, is I'm very happy to be part of this, this era. It's insane to me that we just used to blindly say whatever the organization wants, that's probably best instead of the player themselves, the one who's actually doing the playing. That's, 
that's where our loyalty should lie. Not with the team, but Matt, I don't want to get too into the weeds with that debate. Oh, I got to throw out there, Chewy said, uh, that's hilarious. Dumb question gets a dumb, sarcastic response. Yeah. Absolutely, it should. Yep. Uh, performance art is poking me, the bear, because he says he doesn't see a big deal with that interview. Happens all the time. All right, thanks, performance art. Yeah. Calling players pissies. Just, what are you doing, man? Just... Um, <laughs> performance art. Actually, he continued later. As a reporter, you do poke the bear. That's where they hope to... Uh, I think you poke the bear uh, by oh, asking good questions, be. not ask, why are you being pissy? Yes. The I, Like, the provocative question is how you're supposed to intellectually poke the bear, not just try to piss off a guy into giving you a colorful interview so you can sell some clicks, you know, Mike, later that night. Mike, I, I, brought it, uh, I brought the example on Twitter, and uh, I'm going to use uh, a bad word, but, um, you know, if you're having a bad day at work... And somebody you don't know just walks up to you and can see that you're having a bad day. And they're just like, you know, tap you on the shoulder. Hey, why are you being a little bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to be thrilled with that? And like, take like, this is what I want. This is how I want everybody to be in this thinking space. Like the idea of let's not just blindly support the media. You know what? Performance art. That sounds really accusatory. I'm not saying you're doing that. Um, but I just like, why were we taking the side of the media? Like they have done us wrong so many times. So I just, it seems like at this point we could choose to take dry side, because if you put yourself in those shoes, like I'm also not going to be Jim Matheson. I don't think I'd ever see anybody that was upset and push him on the shoulder and go, why are you being a little bitch? Like, I would never do that. So I see myself being more dry sidle. Yes, short. Yes, maybe I am pissy. But I'm also struggling in my main job, which is trying to win hockey games. Not score goals, win hockey games. So yeah, I'm going to be upset with myself. Um, And when somebody calls me out on it, who really is just there as like a critic, you know, they're not really... It's not like your coach called you out. Just some, you know, 70-year-old guy who's been writing about hockey for years. Screw him. Screw that guy. Um, all right. But, Mike, let's get rid of some Red Wings so we can bring Dry Seidel over here. What do you say? Got <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I think that, again, we're, we're really reading into this interview. Right. We're having- you know, the Oilers are just, you know, they're in a really rough spot. Um, they've lost, like, 12 of, like, 14 games, something like that. And then like, what, like six or seven in a row now. Um, They're basically out of, you know, playoff contention. um, If it started today, Um, their goalies have been absolutely horrible. um, And it's basically, you know, Connor and Dreisaitl and the pips. That's, that's what's going on here. Um, So it's far-fetched of course. Uh, But if by God, you know, Dreisaitl is just so effing fed up. He's tired of, you know, being in public talking about this team. He's tired of playing for this team. He's tired of playing, you know, for Ken Holland. God damn it. I want to trade. Weiserman <laughs> picked up the phone and he's going to make an offer. And we thought that would be something fun to talk about on this episode. So what are we putting on the table? Well, let's start with some of the early comments before the show even started. Tristan threw out there our 2022 first, 23 first. Philip Sedina and Robbie Fabry for Leon Dreisaitl. Mike, I would do this as a Red Wings fan to pick up Dreisaitl in a heart. Like, I, I, 
I would a million times out of a million do this. I wouldn't even give it a second thought. Dry saddle is what you want out of those first round picks. Boom. We're happy with Lucas Raymond, Mike. Very good chance he never even sniffs dry sight. Well, sniffs, that's objective. But, um, you know, I mean, you know, like a consistent over a point per game season kind of thing. Like once he hits his prime, top two scoring in the league. Like that still could be in the cards for Lucas in the future, but we don't know. But we do know dry can do it. So what do you want out of a first round pick is dry So getting rid of two first round picks, no skin off my back. Sedina, peace. Robbie Fabry. Toodles. Boom. That offer is very appealing to the Red Wings. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think you might have to add Mike. Let's do this. Should we do this? Can we make this? Can we have, can we move guys around and try and make this work? Um, I, I think what I would do is I, I can try to make it more appealing for Edmonton because they would be giving up you know, a guy who's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's he's that skilled. He's that accomplished already. Um, and I think Tristan's off to a good start with the firsts. Um, but let's let's put it in perspective. Like, we talked about this, uh, um, how bad we wanted uh, Pedersen in the offseason. And if you're going to put in a real contract offer for him, it would have involved two firsts, a second, and a third, which is like the restricted free agency tier. Uh, when you're like, you know, about eight to 10 million. Um, Dreisaitl, like his wins above replacement are just unbelievably high. Um, I mean, he's worth, God, bless America, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 million, just, you know, based on production. So that to me, whew, you're, you're maybe talking like four first round picks, Matt. I, I would say, my God, if, if Eiserman can, find a way to nickel and dime that down to three first round picks and players. Um, that would probably be the starting point. Do you think that, you know, three first rounders would be enough or is that too much for Iserman? Cause you're still right. going to need players. That's part of the cover. Somebody's about to change Leon dry right now. So I'm going to pull this off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> now. Um, that's the problem with Jay fresh cards. You got a thousand people playing in the same Excel spreadsheet and your shit keeps changing while you're trying to look up stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's a great question. Do you want to give up three years of first round picks? Is is Dreisaitl going to pull you so far into relevance that you're not looking at those first round picks to continue to build a team at this point? I mean, I, go ahead. So so, I think what you want to do is you want to be able to make this trade, but not leave yourself so barren that you're the Edmonton Oilers, where right. you have a couple That's excellent players job. and then the pips. Can I can I point out um, a trade I think would look more appealing that was brought up before the show started? Ooh, um, yeah, and we're gonna lose we're gonna lose a pretty high, highly regarded player right now. I think he's becoming a fan favorite, and it was silver throughout there. 2022, 2023 first, Nedeljkovic, Berggren, and a prospect. Now, uh, everybody forgive me here. Silver, if you're seeing this and you're like, no, no, it's Berggren or a prospect, uh, and you're putting it in the chat, it's, there's 100 messages between this and <laughs> what you're saying now. So I'll scroll down in a minute. But, Mike, I think this gets us closer. We're getting rid of those first-round picks. Nedeljkovic, 
is doing pretty great right now, and I feel like Edmonton would be on board with trying to finally pick up their goaltender and solve that problem that's been an issue forever. They get a Bergeron, who, I mean, he's coming out. We didn't even get to mention this. Last night, four assists for the Griffins. Uh, was supposed to be a show topic, completely forgot. But hey, we mentioned it, so now I can keep it on YouTube. <laughs> got, four, got four assists last night. Uh, we just showed his highlights of that uh, overtime goal uh, the other day. So clearly, Bergeron has some skill. I mean, middle six, right? Middle six prospect. You, you Sometimes Dreisaitl's playing on the second line, so you could make the argument, all right, there's a second line replacement right there. Now, this is where it gets interesting, is adding another prospect to this. Um, Mike, you got to figure a defenseman is another thing that Edmonton would love, especially considering as I pull up um, cap friendly here, a guy like Darnell Nurse, who's going to be collecting $9.25 million next year. Um, man, they've still got Duncan Keith uh, to pay next year. Tyson Berry's got uh, four and a half for the next however many years, three years. Uh, so none of these guys are necessarily coming in cheap. So they, they could get a cheap defenseman, Mike, if you take a look at our prospect pool. But you got to believe if it's Leon Dreisaitl and you're only giving up Bergeron so far, you're giving up an Adelkovich. It's probably got to be Edmondson, right? I got to say, as far as... The Red Wings' three Calder candidates go this year. Nedeljkovic is probably the one I would least want to trade because I feel like the Red Wings are are not doing a super duper ultra fantastic job of you know having like ready to go goalie prospects. I know we're we're really pumped about Kosa because he's six foot six, but um, I feel like Ned is the one I would keep. And if I'm the Oilers. Oof. I feel like they would come into the room asking for Raymond or Cider, and then you also, like, to kind of flip-flap it, you throw in Bergeron or Edmondson. So it's either going to be firsts, Raymond, firsts, Raymond, Edmondson, or firsts, Bergeron, Cider. So they're getting a forward and a defenseman and you're giving up pieces that you really want as a Red Wings fan. Like we really like, you know, Lucas, we really like Mo, but is are, are all like, those pieces going to be a win above replacement that gets up to dry cycle? Obviously if he gets hurt, you know, that's one man that, you know, it's hard to replace, but are all those guys going to be able to catch up to that? I mean, this is that point in the conversation where I go, um, if I'm Steve, I'm hanging up. Because that's a lot. We're still pretty far away. One piece does not change this team. So, um, you know, uh, there are going to be teams that have more spots filled that probably have comparable prospects to Bergeron and Edvinson right now that, um, you know, we don't know what those guys are going to turn out to. So when I say that, you know, that leaves me a lot of wiggle room with that comment. But, um I mean, even if, you know, you were you were to take a guy like, um, um, what's his name? Pronman uh, from, what, an episode or two episodes ago? I mean, he's mm-hmm. talking about 40 guys that are comparably, possibly better than Edmondson in his little list. So if you were to take that, that just gives you an idea 
maybe only half those guys are better. Maybe Edmondson's going to turn out to be the best guy, but there's still at least 40 guys that right now you can make the argument are as good or better than Edmondson. So I just put I that out there. So there's, there's a team yeah. that can afford to bring on uh, Dreisaitl, has a similar prospect to an Edmondson or Berggren, and can give up some draft picks and pull him in. And they're, they're the team that is uh, a Dreisaitl away from winning. So for us, you can't give up all those prospects and two draft picks. But I do like uh, so this this goes out to Joey, who said uh, our Raymond and Sider both untouchable to uh, nope. in the dry Sider trade. It's just nope. to me. I think that's just that we own them. I, I think that calling them untouchable is a like a Ken Holland move. They are expendable because there are not a lot of elite Hall of because- Fame centers. Ken Holland does like giving up his young guys. Um, there are not a lot of Hall of Fame elite centers, and that's what Dreisaitl is going to be. So if you're saying that you're going to give up a defenseman who's really good, or Raymond, who's, you know, had a pretty pretty good rookie season, or Dreisaitl, an established, like, 100-point scorer, there's only, like, five of those guys in the whole league. Those guys are definitely on the table. I think you risk a lot by saying no, but I, I disagree with you. Again, I, I come back to the point that there there are well, teams that could make that trade. Some people are Ken trade. Holland, and some people like winning Stanley Cups. So, well, I, I'll tell you this: Drysaddle hasn't won a Stanley Cup, and he's got Connor McDavid on a whole nother line, and we don't have a Connor McDavid. So but we do have I, Iserman, Iserman to fill in the peripherals instead of Ken Holland. Yeah, but that's also like his plan is to keep these guys and grow by you know quantity and quality, not just one quality. So it, it does cause a lot of problems to do that, uh, I think. I think it, it puts us in, in the position where... <sighs> is it for you, is the issue like the quantity of high-end assets that we're giving up? Like what Absolutely. if the... Yeah, going back what... to that argument where I said there's there's other teams that can give up that, that similar... Uh, you know, maybe you want to say Raymond and Sider are the two best prospects right now, but there's still guys like within the top 40 top prospects that are on the same team that somebody could send over to Edmonton plus the draft picks. And they're a lot closer to winning. So I feel like they're, they're in that boat to just give hand over draft picks and prospects. That's not us right now. Cause we have a bunch of guys that we can look at this roster and say, if our team was to be built through the draft, a ton of these guys aren't going to be a part of the team where you know, Edmonton, we just went over all those guys that have long-term contracts and they're huge contracts and they're guys that they're doubling down on. So you don't want to start looking at Nemistikov going, well, I got to keep him. He's had some success on the first line, so now he's just a forever guy. That's supposed to be one of the guys we're saying bye to soon so that we can start bringing in some of the young guys or, you know, bringing in another free agent that's comparable for another couple years, but... That's where my head's at with that. Um, I will say performance art threw out a great idea because this goes to more along the lines of like Ken Holland's thinking. But you also give Ken Holland a guy that he's drafted. Going back to Tristan's trade, Mike, throw Tyler Bertuzzi. See, performance art, that's what I said. But we'd have to figure out the whole, Matt brought up to me, that we'd have to figure out the whole vaccination thing. Yep. Because he wouldn't be able to play home games. He'd be like uh, Kyrie Irving in the NBA who can't play home games for Brooklyn. So he just gets the night off. 
Yeah, it's it's something where you kind of like we talked about it before the episode started, but we we were both kind of like, "Ooh, let's get rid of Bert. That'd be great." What he, he's valued at ten million right now, according to Dom Luce Chisholm, and uh, you know, then you go, "Oh, right, he's got he's got to get vaccinated for this to work." And I doubt that the Red Wings are going to come up to Tyler and his family and be like, "Hey, here's the thing." We want See, it's to weird to me that you Edmonton. that you jumped to trade Bertuzzi, but not Lucas and Mo. <clears throat> me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's that. That's that crazy. I mean, Bertuzzi is proving to be uh, a reliable producer on on those top two lines, but I think he produces in a different way. Then, like you would see Lucas Raymond or Moritz Sider doing it. Like you're talking about. Let's look at it. Let's look at it this way, man. I'm going to give you four assets. I just want you to rank them by most ex- least expendable to most expendable. Nedeljkovic, Lucas, Mo, Bertuzzi. Least expendable to most expendable. Um, I'm going to go. Bo, Lucas, Ned, Burt. Wow. I would have done uh, Ned, Mo, Burt, Lucas. I just, goalies to me, I mean, look at, you know, the likes of Jordan, Jordan Bennington. Um, you know, Ned is, has done great, but even Jeff said it. You know, part of that is uh, politicking, but uh, Jeff said it in his press conference, I think either yesterday or a day ago, but he said, you know, like goaltender is such a up and down position. Um, you can show that you've got it, but the production or the stats just don't seem to follow goaltenders year in and year out. Goalie's expendable I mean, to me. If, I mean, if he ends up being Vasilevsky, I mean, that's that's something totally different, right? Because Sure. I mean, I think it's... He's also a guy that struggled to stay in the AHL a couple seasons ago. So, I mean, you could be... You want to talk I mean, trends? He might, he might have figured it out. Um, he could have. I'm just saying. Like we, we're not looking at any of these guys are sure things right now, right? Yeah. I just uh, it just seems to me like Mo has the highest ceiling, and he's already really good. I feel like I can find another really good wing, you know, who's who's, you know, kind of that size as Lucas. Um, and then Bert, I just value him more because he's already he's already like there proving it. You know, like we can count on him if he has a big night, he can put the put a whole team on his shoulders. Um, and the, and the but I'd be kind of interested. As have any of our uh, folks weighed in yet? Like for the least expendable to most expendable. Um. All right, Tristan's got one. I think I'm reading this right. Um. He's got number four is Cider, number three, Ned, number two, Lucas, number one, Bertuzzi. Um, Tristan, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess what I think you mean. And you just correct me in the comments, but I think his least expendable is Cider. Guy he's most willing to give up is Bertuzzi. So Cider, Ned, Lucas, Bertuzzi. Yeah. Okay. So what did what did I say? I said Cider, Lucas, Ned, Bertuzzi. So I'm like right there. And um you know, I think I think one thing you missed too, Mike, because you went whoa. But we're ranking four guys. That doesn't mean like I'm shooting them up like twenty five percent. Going like Bertuzzi is this much. Like we're only looking at four guys, so the margin is razor thin. But that's just where, like, looking at it right now, 
We're looking at a Bertuzzi who will not get vaccinated for this team. I think the contract's going to be a huge pickle to have to figure out in the future. And he also plays a game that's, um, I, I think it's a high effort game that he's been very successful with, with producing. But I don't know how long that carries uh, compared to a guy who has a high skill. And we're not even looking at Lucas Raymond as like, he's got high skill and he's super fast. So we got to worry about his legs going. Lucas isn't super fast. He just knows how to move. He's that kind of guy. So that's what I was trying to say before was we're looking at two guys that are going to be successful in this. Uh, I hope Lucas will be successful. We're looking at Bertuzzi who is successful right now, but they're going to be successful for two different reasons. So that's, that's where I would say there's more value in a Lucas than a Bert. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bert, you know, taking the Canada days off is, is definitely going to hurt his value. It's just, um, I would just say that only at this juncture, like, you know, a couple more consistent seasons from Lucas, uh, you know, he's easily going to um, um, eclipse uh, value than Bertuzzi, but he's just not there yet. So I would still say Bert has a little more value. And I did nail it uh, with Tristan's list there. Uh, Chewy throws out there a good defense can make regular goalies better. I think we see that with the majority of the league. We have seen Mike, as you uh, uh, actually, we pointed out in the last episode, but I think that's saying too, the last month and a half has been all in the Delkovich, like him yeah. keeping it, even though we've been losing, he's been keeping us in some of these games. Yeah, he's, so. he's played so well that, you know, we, we know how much this town and nationally, how much people love uh, Cider and Lucas's production, but now Nadelkovich has been so good. It looks like he could potentially run away um, as a 26 year old uh, with the Calder trophy. Now, Fethdar is on board with Tristan's list uh, performance arts there too. Um, Muffin man brand definitely isn't easy to come by. Um, Fethdar throws out there. Like this is my two and three uh, Lucas versus Ned is debatable. Um, and I think performance art, this is a critique on you, Mike, you keep Ned, but let Lucas fly. Is that a question or is it a statement? You keep Ned, let Lucas fly. Uh, no, I, th I thought he was, that was his, that opinion. is a statement. You, you yeah. keep Nadelkovich and then Lucas is the, the trade, the asset you'd be more comfortable trading. Cause I think it's easier for you to find a guy on the wing. Can I make the argument that maybe it's super easy to find a goaltender since we, Found Adelkovich for. I mean, it's easy for Iserman to <laughs> swindle somebody for a goaltender, which is something entirely different. <laughs> like it's taken us forever to find a Lucas Raymond and a Mo Sider, and then uh, who've had you know half a season of success. But then Adelkovich, Iserman's just like. Ah, you're I, mean, a draft I mean, pick. that's that's a really We've good point. We've also seen Grice and that... Bernier throw in some pretty successful seasons around two or a... porous Swiss cheese yeah. defenses. Yeah, exactly. But so, it also means that oh, Iserman, that with, with, you know, falling down uh, the lottery, he's still able to find a really good wing and a really good defenseman that nobody saw coming. But well, he has yet to find that center. I mean, I called Lucas, you know. like Oh, blow out your keys to like, I was like, they better get Lucas Raymond. I don't know about that left one year guy. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, Iserman has not found a center yet. And that's because they, it's not an indictment on him. I think it's just that much harder to find, you know, somebody excellent at that spot. Uh, Joey threw it out there. Raymond and Sider, the most valuable to this team. Uh, Muffin man, Brian, I think he was talking about me here. He just says he's got the stuff. So he's just talking about good old man. 
<laughs> just kidding. I don't. There's no way that's true. <laughs> that, that happened uh, three minutes ago, so that could have been any number of those four guys. Um, Chewy does want to see an Adelkovich Costa combo at some point. Um, performance art. Oh, he. This is him saying what you said, Mike. You keep Ned, trade yeah. Lucas. Um, and again, uh, can't harp on it enough. Love Lucas, but you know, if if it's dry cycle, yeah, I'd give up Lucas. Well, performance art's got it. This will. <laughs> There we go. Nail it for Ken Allen. Uh, any yeah. chance? Here's his performance art. Any chance we could find a way to throw Grice in there? <laughs> now, performance art, you're asking that question, but I think Iserman would also ask that question. Any way I could throw Grice in there? <laughs> no. I think that's happening. No, we As don't Ken want is, Ken Holland's pulled the phone. I don't know why. I'm, I'm getting another this. call, Steve. No, wait, wait. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. We'll keep him. We'll keep him. We'll keep him. <laughs> so... So they've wrapped up the trade at that point, and Steve throws in there, and Thomas Grice. And Thomas Grice. You already agreed. Like Ken was about to hang up, and he's like, what was that? Well, no, not, nothing, Ken. It's fine. I said you ag right. you agree, right? right? You agree. See you later, Steve. Yeah. And Thomas Grice. <laughs> what? Hey, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> Gets his facts in a minute. There's this big smudge. So the original copy clearly states Thomas What's this Grice. redacted portion, Steve? So uh, we're having donuts. So it's, uh, it's Pochki Day, <laughs> Detroit. Pochki Day. What the? <laughs> Wait, why are these Pochkis three point six million dollars? How many Pochkis did you order? Um, that's G. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Grice for dry sidle already makes Kenny's ears perk up. I think they're perking up right now. He's he's all about it. He heard. How can how quickly can I get rid of dry sidle? Um. It's, it's tough, Mike. I, I mean, like I pulled up the elite prospects list here for um, all of our prospects, everybody in the system. And I was going to play this game of like, would you give up, you know, so-and-so. But you've, you've already said you're trading away. Mike, you're going to trade away four years of first-round picks, Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider, Bergeron. I'm not saying. Del I'm just kidding. That's but, no. <laughs> but you, Way too you, much. you're putting those two, you would put them in the trade, so there's no point in me even playing this game because it's not like I'm going to throw out Joe Valeno and you're going to be like, whoa, <laughs> hold up there, mister. Uh, so <laughs> if you're if you're ready to give up Mo Sider or Lucas Raymond, you are Listen, ready to Valeno give up and the Smith brothers on this list. We're giving you both the bang bros. Woo! <laughs> now, uh, the other question would just be like, uh, how many how many first round picks are you really willing to give up? Because I think you're going into three and you are talking Mike. You're talking about moving Lucas, Mo, if not both, definitely one of them. And then you're giving up another one of the, the two juicy guys. Now, there's maybe a world where you don't lose Edvinson or Berggren, and maybe you can throw in somebody else. Like, maybe you punish Ken Holland and say, hey, you got to take Zadina, because you drafted him, mister. <laughs> you got to make it work. Um, you know, so there's uh, that possibility. One other funny aspect is, um, it's almost like Ken Holland wouldn't want the draft picks, right? Because mm -hmm. he's like, you know how I am with evaluating talent. No, Steve, I want the guys that you picked. So you pick them, and then you trade them to me. <laughs> Don't let me this up. 
Is that, you da- gotta, is that Danny yeah, Kaiser for Dreisaitl one for yeah. one? That's too one-sided. You know, we you know they'd have to throw Dreisaitl and probably McDavid. That's too much. All right, so I was just kind of making this joke, and I feel bad because um, performance art threw this out there. But Valeno, Zadina, Raymond, and a 2022 first. Ooh. I think if you throw it a 2022 or a 2023 and Mo Sider, and you get rid of Valeno and Zadina, they say. I think we can almost get. <laughs> I think we can almost get Kyle Quincy for that man. <laughs> I mean, we are talking about a guy that's traded for Kyle Quincy. So twice. Yeah. So, I mean, it is possible to, to bamboozle Ken Holland here. We're giving um, him way too much credit. We we might be. People might be listening to this and thinking, no. Ken Holland wants to see Demistikoff and Danny DeKaiser. Listen, DeKaiser got an expiring deal. He's a locker room leader. Oh, man, you're going to love him. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to do half retained on, on both sides. Uh, Ashton Hathaway throws that out there for DeKaiser and Dry Seidel. See, this is this is fun. This is a great topic. I'm glad I... See, I feel like I built up the anticipation by doing all those other dumb topics for this episode. <laughs> Finally. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Silver appreciates that thought, Ashton, just in case you didn't catch that in the comments. Uh, <laughs> Chewy, thrown out there. That's how you spell Hey, I like that. Yeah, boy. A little Polish spelling. Um, I like that. I don't know why I read this. It was Craig McDonald, and I was like, I was ready to make a Connor McDavid's brother joke, and I just, my brain is so melted right now. Um, I had to work till seven o'clock today, so I, (laughs) I ran over here to start this episode. Craig says, "What are you guys smoking?" Now, are we smoking stuff in regards to getting rid of Danny DeKaiser? Because that's good fun. Are we smoking stuff? Because Craig's like, how could you possibly give up Lucas Raymond and, uh, and uh, Craig, I, th- I think what Craig meant was the the DDK for uh, Dreisaitl straight up, which you know, <laughs> yeah, obviously is still too one sided. Would have to include Connor McDavid, but very Craig, I do possi- want to hear your your trade offer. By the way, very real possibility. Uh, as I see the viewership count up and down, <laughs> that somebody tuned in. It's not the Danny DeKaiser mentioned. Who are these? Who are these cartoons? All right, uh, uh, delete this. Yeah. Uh, now, Tristan, I w- I've been saving this one, so Tristan's thrown out there. You've got to make sure he's throwing this out there. Um, we've got to get a shirt that has Mike on it saying "Sell the farm." I love it. Do uh, it. I, I I can actually design that pretty easily. I we got a little farm. You Mike, know what? Farms are nice. You know what's even nicer, Matt? Grocery stores. It's already grown. You can eat it. <laughs> but yeah, I, Edmondson, I gotta... Matt, Edmondson is a little seed in the dirt. And you know what? I appreciate whoever takes care of that seed for, you know, months and months on end, watering it and sunning it and fertilizing it. You know what I like? I like going to the grocery store and getting me a nice big old piece of produce and munching away on it. You know how much effort that took? None. Because it's ready to go. So I will definitely sell the farm for the yielded crop any day of the week. All right. Now this there we is... go. <sighs> oh Joey's no! thrown out there two Valeno, Valeno, Zadina, Niederbach, and Johansson. Both having pretty good seasons. The the last two, Niederbach and Johansson, having pretty good seasons overseas. Yes. Valeno and Zadina, we know where they're at. You could maybe look at Ken. Like, do a FaceTime instead of a phone call. Look him in the eye. Oh, I think Mike's got to go. So, so we'll wrap up after this. Look like he's getting in trouble there. 
But you can look Ken in the eye on a FaceTime and throw out Valeno and Zadina there and kind of, you know, you did this to me. I Listen, I don't dislike this idea, right? It's pretty, pretty prospect heavy. Yeah, this, I would do and it. And this is something that Red Wing fans be like, we dodged one there, huh? Yeah. But <laughs> if Edmonton takes this, I mean, that is irresponsible. There's, I, I you know, because those firsts are going to start getting towards the end of the first round because of how much of a contribution Drysaddle's going to make. Um, Can I? Oh. So Tristan says, don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do this, Joey. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, no, he's just kidding. All right. He's on yeah, board. Yeah. He's kidding. <laughs> No, I was gonna um, say I'm all about this. Yeah, toodaloo. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is a this would be a win for the Red Wings. Um, this would be a landslide victory. This is the kind of this would be up there with um, the the, the Nadelkovic um, swindling that Eiserman did. Because mm-hmm. uh, if Matt was smart enough, oh, he might have that queued up for us. Uh, clip of the show. Yeah, you do you do that trade right, Mike, and then. Uh, and then you, uh, um, and then you ask Steve, what was hey, going why, why do you think the Oilers gave up uh, Leon Dreisaitl for like two eh, pretty good prospects and Zadina, who's never scored a goal in his life? You'd have to ask them why why they were comfortable doing that. I don't know. <laughs> Man, it was muted. It didn't even work. Really? You'd have to yeah. ask them why why they were comfortable doing that. I don't know. That really didn't work. Yeah, I don't know why Matt muted it, Steve. I have no idea why Matt muted you for a second, but Aww. I'm glad that he came back. I don't know how to unmute it. It just here, I'm gonna I, do it one more time. Steve, uh, why do you think the it... Oilers accepted two middling oh, prospects? Ha, ha, they hear it. You Jared Shaw's back. <laughs> yeah, Jared, uh, two... Jared said he came in late and he's really confused about what's going on. So it's <laughs> coming an hour into Red Wings Rant. It's uh Yeah. You're about eight segments deep. It's a real crack show um, right now. Yeah, yeah. that means uh, I've had an hour for the booze to run through the bloodstream. Mmm, yeah. sweet booze. Hot chocolate with bourbon. It worked out pretty good. Wow. All right, uh, Mike, I saw you getting in trouble, so we do have to wrap up here. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, everybody. This has been fun. Um, I think uh, to wrap this up, we know it's going to hurt if we do want to pick up dry sidle. So how bad do you want it to hurt? Ooh. Yeah, and what I would do is uh, whenever stuff like this happens, I always start following the the media of that city. So I'd definitely tune in to uh, Oilers, um, you know, like newspaper, check out their um, like Twitter feed, and just start looking for those tea leaves. Um, I hear Jim Matheson is a good follow. Oh, hell no. I'm not giving him a follow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll follow somebody who retweets him. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hit that like button if you got a second. Subscribe so you don't miss the next episode as we track when Dry Sidle becomes a Detroit Red Wing. And um, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review does us the most good. Spotify's also checking those uh, ratings now. So if you have Spotify, head on over, rate us. We'll feel good about it. You'll feel good about it. And uh, more people are going to find us. And uh, of course, if you want to support us uh, financially, we have fun t-shirts, uh, bodpodcast.com, and Tristan's t-shirt will be coming that just says, sell the farm. Uh, <laughs> we'll have a nice little farm labeled as a Red Wing farm. I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe I'll put a like a silhouette of like Jeff Blaschel or something. Is anybody going to know it's Jeff Blaschel? It's just going to be a random bald guy. I don't think Jeff Blaschel would know it's Jeff Blaschel. All right. We'll wrap up the show with Tristan's last offer. Five years of first-round picks. Mike, would you do it? And we keep all of our prospects? 
Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. That's what All I right. do in the video game. Let's go, Tristan. It's on board. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one.